Greetings, my name is Stan Prager from the Regarp Book Blog, www.regarp.com, and the Regarp Book Blog Pod, www.regarpbookblogpod.com. Today's podcast features my review of The Phantom Atlas, The Greatest Myths, Lies, and Blunders on Maps, by Edward Brooke Hitching. A small island called Bermeja in the Gulf of Mexico that was first charted in 1539 was after an extensive search of coordinates, found to be a phantom that never actually existed in that latitude, or anywhere else for that matter. It turns out that this kind of thing is not unusual, that countless phantom islands, some the stuff of great legend, appeared on countless charts dating back well beyond the so-called Age of Discovery to the very earliest maps of antiquity. What is unusual about Bermeja is that its non-existence was only determined in 2009, after showing up on maps for almost 500 years. The reader first encounters Bermeo in the introduction to the Phantom Atlas, The Greatest Myths, Lies, and Blunders on Maps by Edward Brooke Hitching, a delightful, beautifully illustrated volume that is marked by both the eclectic and the eccentric. But the island that never was also later gets its due in its own chapter, along with a wonderful detailed map of its alleged location. This is just one of nearly 60 such chapters that explores the mythical and the fantastical, ranging from the famous and near-famous, such as the lost continent of Atlantis and the kingdom of Prester John, to the utterly obscure, like Bermea, and the near-obscure, like the island of Wackwack, while the latter, also known as Hwackwack in some accounts, apparently existed only in the imagination of the authors of one of the tales in 1001 Nights. It nevertheless made it into the charts courtesy of Muhammad al-Adrisi, a respected 12th century Arab cartographer. But the Phantom Atlas is not just all about islands. There are mythical lands like El Dorado and the lost city of the Kalahari, cartographic blunders such as mapping California and Korea as islands, even persistent wrong-headed notions like the flat earth. There is also a highly entertaining chapter devoted to the outlandish beings that populate the 1493 Nuremberg Chronicle maps, featuring such wild and weird creatures as the six-handed man, hairy women known as Gorgades, the four-eyed Ethiopian Nistia, and the dog-headed Sinocephali, that at least some audiences once entertained the notion that such inhabitants thrived in various corners of the globe is a reminder that the exotic characters invented by Jonathan Swift for Gulliver's Travels were not so outrageous after all. One of the longer and most fascinating chapters, entitled Earthly Paradise, relates the many attempts to fix the biblical Garden of Eden to a physical map location. The author places that into the context of a wider concept that extends far beyond the people of the book to a universal longing that he suggests is neatly conjured up with the Welsh word herath, which he loosely defines as an overwhelming feeling of grief and longing for one's people and land of the past, a kind of amplified spiritual homesickness for a place one has never been to. It is charming prose like that which marks Brooke Hitching as a talented writer and distinguishes this volume from so many other atlases that are often simply a collection of maps mated with text to serve as a kind of obligatory device to fill out the pages. In happy contrast, there are enchanting stories attached to these maps, and the author is a master raconteur. But the maps and other illustrations, nearly all in full color, clearly steal the show in The Phantom Atlas. Because I obtained this book as part of an early reviewer's program, I felt an obligation to read it cover to cover. But that is hardly necessary. 
A better strategy is to simply pick up the book and let it open to any page at random, then feast your eyes on the maps and pause to read the narrative, if you can take your eyes off the maps. From Aladrisi's 1154 map of Wack Wack to Ortelius's 1598 map of the Tartar Kingdom, to a 1939 map of Antarctica featuring Morel's Island, which of course does not really exist, you are guaranteed to never grow bored with the visual content or the chronicles. There are, it should be noted, a couple of drawbacks in arrangement and design, but these are to be laid at the feet of the publisher, not the author. First of all, the book is organized alphabetically, from the Strait of Anion to the Phantom Lands of the Zeno rather than grouped thematically, which would have no doubt made for a more sensible editorial alternative. Most critically, while the volume is somewhat oversized, the pages are hardly large enough to do the maps full justice, even with the best reading glasses. Perhaps the cost was prohibitive, but given the quality of the art, this well deserves treatment in a much grander coffee table size edition. Still, despite these quibbles, fans of both cartography and the mysteries of history will find themselves drawn to this fine book. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. I encourage you to download and share it in your network. Many more reviews on an eclectic array of fiction and nonfiction books are available at www.regarp.com and www.regarpbookblogpod.com. Have a great day.